but like Rudolph should kick you in the balls. <laughs> That's a hot take. Rudolph, you said Rudolph should yeah. kick you yeah. in the balls. I'm Melody Carlisle. And I'm Sabrina Bradley. And this is Heaving Bosoms. This is the podcast where best friends recap romance novels and other kissing media that makes us swoon, snark, and refills our cups. Whether you've read the book or are coming in blind, we'll lay bare every delicious scene and revel in the tropes and subgenres that make romance amazing. All right, listener, strap in and strap on. Headphones are highly recommended. Mel, how are you? Oh, hi. Oh, hey. <laughs> are you feeling slightly less like death? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm, yep. Yes. That's convincing. I, I still, <laughs> I, you know what? It goes, oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's touch and go. <laughs> you know what? Here's the thing. I made the mistake of running outside today, and ever since then, my lungs have been like, I'm how sorry, the you fuck ran? dare you? Not like for a run. I mean, like, my child was like, our car is a block away. Let's go. And I said, yeah, let's do it. So oh. running <laughs> running eight block <clears throat> outside today, my lungs are very, very mad at me. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. But that's okay. You know, it's the holiday season. <laughs> it's the <coughs> holiday season. It is. It is. For you. Actually. <coughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Now I can ask you this question. Oh, God. And you might have an answer to it. Wasn't Book adorable? Book was very cute. I did keep oh having to gosh. remind myself was YA. Like, I kept getting yes. slapped in the face with the fact that this was a YA set in junior year of high school. Is YA. Yeah. But it was very cute. And, like, yeah. s- little swoony bits. And it was very cute. Yeah. I would Last- say yeah. this was definitely, I feel like, uh, romance was subplot. Okay. I don't know that it was subplot. Not subplot, but, like, the, the plot for... Saving the mall was definitely the forefront of this. For sure. For sure. I mean, I think just because it was like a vehicle to get the characters together. You know what I mean? That was sort of our forced proximity vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. Which I I I dug. I guess it's just, it's very, it's been a while since I've read something that was zero spice. And so feel, I think that's what it is, is that because it is, which to be clear, Glad zero spice. We, yes, I, we did not I want am, spice here. I, I am not interested. Like there, I 
there is no, no judgment on the very here. last few pages in that last chapter when there were when there were zippers coming down on coats i was like i uh-huh. should be here where am i oh no yeah <laughs> i need to give these children some privacy <laughs> well it's one of those things too where like no judgment on people okay. some people can read that and it's not a problem right like mm-hmm. cuz lord knows there's plenty of like high school romance graphic yeah. high school romance that's fine I can't do that anymore. When I was in high school, mm. I was like, fuck yes. When I would Hell find yeah. stuff like that, I was like, this is everything I've ever wanted. And now I just <laughs> I just can't do it. I do if I am reading a high school book. And like the closest I came, if I remember right, was Today, Tonight, Tomorrow, I think, by Rachel okay. Lynn Solomon, maybe. And it's set over the course of 24 hours. And if I remember right, there was like, it wasn't fully closed door, but it was like cracked door in the very last like two or three chapters okay but it was their graduation night they were both 18 and it sure. was so like they were adult the, these are the, these are in fact children they're they, super they, children they they are referenced as having just gotten their driver's license at 16 yes they like i, I, I mean like, there was no way for me to there was no part of my brain that was able to separate the fact that these are children i'm reading no. about no, but I almost ma- I almost thought that made it swoonier in a lot of parts. What I will say is that it was very apparent to me that this was YA when we spent so much time in their individual after school jobs. Like yeah. the amount of photo shoots she did and the amount of like On VR shit that happened. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. we we are filling pages in a YA novel. That's what we're doing right now. We were also <laughs> like every time like there was I understand the vehicle of that bully dude, that racist bully asshole fuckhead. Oh, bleh. but like I couldn't help but laugh where it's like, meet me on the basketball court after school. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, this is a YA. This is a high school YA. Like, this is the kind of it was adorable. To be clear, this is adorable. I would absolutely like God, it was my so sister. Cute. My sister's in high school, so like I would absolutely give her this book and be like, "You should read this. This is adorable and yeah, wonderful." Because this book is also a big inspire. Oh gosh, I it was I might legitimately I might get this book for my sister for Christmas. Yeah, like, it's so good. And like yeah. I was I was crying at the end. I mean, oh I don't God. know that that's I like a cried giant like shock. multiple times. Yeah, like, like it's I have kind a couple of a highlights in here where I was like trying to like end the highlight because i was like (laughs) like yeah yeah oh wait hold on so i have to tell on you a tiny bit to listener hello listener i asked sabrina that question the last time we recorded i said oh my god wasn't book so cute and sabrina said we're not finished with book this isn't even telling on me. This what this is a you and me miscommunication because we had it's to true. reschedule and we were rolling into it. I thought we were rolling into a Patreon episode about yep. part two of Crescent City. Mm-hmm. And I thought we were rolling into Christmas Clash. And so you were like, hey, wasn't book amazing? And my immediate internal reaction was, you finished it, you bitch. How yeah. dare you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. And hello, everyone. Yes. I'm so sorry. We just steamrolled right into hello. book. We have patrons we have to, to say to hi, some... too. Yeah, we have to do some Patreon shout outs for some new 
people who joined our Patreon, some of them specifically for the Mossmas content. Hey, y'all. I hope you're Hello. enjoying because the the episode that just came out was completely and utterly unhinged. It was oh like God. it was like OG heaving bosoms <laughs> antics. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> that goddamn celestial trumpet. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Are you ready to shout yeah. out some new fabulous people? Okay. Yeah. Welcome to Jordan and Georgia S. Also to Mox and Sophie. Hey there, Christy and Maria S. Stephapedia and Elizabeth H. Gretchen and Samantha D. Or Samantha DP. I don't know. That's Depending how, how you're feeling. How, how spicy you're feeling. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry, wow. Samantha. <laughs> That's an honor in my book. <gasps> Damn. Okay. <laughs> Um, also, <laughs> Susanna and LaWanda C. Alyssa and Natalie R. And then last but not least, Gina B. So, hey, hello and welcome to the circus. Yeah, and depending on what tier you are at, you can get some, uh, you know, Mosvis content. There's some watch parties. There's a bunch of stuff we're doing lately. So, we hope to see you. Yeah, so we just actually finished one of our like series of watch parties, but definitely keep an eye out new patrons and old patrons and current patrons who are at the uh, $10 and above tier because we have a new watch party series that will be starting in January. The OG watch party crew, we have decided on, um, <laughs> we're going to watch they 50 Shades we're of Grey. <laughs> straight into 50 Shades. We're going to party watch that. That's going to be yeah. great. Because it's a Twilight fanfic, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but today we're here for the Christmas Clash, which is by like, Suzanne wow. Hart. If you could, you could not find a more opposite of Fifty Shades of Grey um, book for us to be yeah, reading right after. For sure. I just called and out that I liked watch party. this one way more. I imagine you that I did as well. I yeah. never read or watched anything of the other. So let's get into this adorable YA enemies to lovers like Romeo and Juliet rom-com. Yes. Yeah. There was a lot of Romeo and Juliet, but way less tragedy. And that was cool with me. I was stoked about yes. it. Yes. I mean, I am always going to be happy that there's, you know, no death at the end. Yeah. Kind, yeah. Kind of uh, defeats the purpose of an HEA. Mm-hmm. Oh. So we've got Chloe Kwan. She's a junior in high school. She is first generation born in the States, and her parents are Korean immigrants. Mm -hmm. and she's also a she's... baby whisperer slash corndog eating kindergartner whisperer Hell at yeah. her seasonal job as a Santa photographer, which is pretty hilarious. Yeah. Well, it's hilarious because there's no way that Santa's not a like huge stoner. That Santa is high all the time. Always. And yes. I was great with that. But yeah, she's like the baby whisperer and she's baby whisperer via <laughs> via pet store toys, which is pretty hilarious because like some desperate dad is like, oh, my God, how did you bird? get my where did you get that toy? My child loved it. And she's like, mm, Petco. It was at Petco. <laughs> it's a cat toy. <laughs> Well, and she works as a uh, photographer because that's her favorite thing to do. She's very artsy and like her favorite form of art creation is photography. And then we've got Peter Lee, 
her nemesis. Oh, and Chloe's family has a restaurant, a Korean restaurant in the mall, the Riverwood Mall. Okay, so Peter Lee is our hero, and he is, I guess it would be like third generation, like second or third generation born in the States, in that his parents were both born in the States, but like his ancestry is Chinese immigrants. So they have a Chinese restaurant in the same mall, and they have been bitter rivals. These families have been bitter rivals, the Kwans versus the Lees. Since, like, anybody can remember. As long remember. as Peter and Chloe can remember. And yeah. their older siblings, Hannah and Sam. Yeah. So Peter is, like, handsome, and he's charming, and he's always smiling, and he plays lacrosse, and, he's and he plays basketball. Yeah. He's, like, a sweet jock kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And Chloe hates his whole face on principle. I she... do have a question for you. Yeah. You've seen the cover, right? Yeah. What does he have on his back? It's not a backpack. I'm not Isn't a sport it? person. It's there's if that's a backpack, that's a fucking weird backpack. Is it a okay, sport thing? On. Am I just not a sport enough person? Is it a lacrosse thing? Listen, man, I got to get to this cover. Hold on. Like I went and looked at the cover. It's a messenger bag. That that is not a messenger bag. I mean, it's a fucked up messenger bag, but yeah, I think that's what it is. It's got like the long strap and then yeah, sort but of then a- it, lo- it looks like something sort of you would keep a yoga mat thing. in. It looks like yeah. a yoga mat. Mm-hmm, that is not a- mm-hmm. Okay. I it just might had be questions. A yoga mat. And maybe I was thinking- Maybe it's a Christmas yoga maybe, mat. I was just- it, Nothing made it more clear <laughs> just how not sporty I am than like looking at that cover and going, I have no idea what the fuck that thing is. Like, I know what the rest of it is. I know that's a camera- I know that's a basketball. I know what a basketball <laughs> looks like. Oh, um, <laughs> she's got pointy ears like a little elf. It does, but they call her Baby Yoda because the the ears don't quite look elfin enough. He's like, can I, mean, I call you Yoda or the child? <laughs> it's fantastic. Is that a reference to the Mandalorian stuff? It's a Mandalorian okay. TV show situation. Yeah, okay. yeah. Cool. So anyway, they've been bitter enemies for their whole goddamn lives. And that's not changing anytime soon. So we open up mm-hmm. and she's working at her like seasonal job trying to get this bitch baby to smile. It's rough. And then across the way, bitch baby. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, the sequel oh, to wait, Foss, no. baby. This is this is the fu- this is the 5-year-old who still has a pacifier. Oh yeah, who really likes an orange Julius? Yeah. What is an orange Julius? What? An orange Have you never seen experienced been to nor seen any media that involves the famous American smoothie company Orange Julius? Have you been to the mall in your whole life? Yeah, I have. I've been to many malls. I don't think you have. <laughs> wow, slander. Is, God damn. Do you know what an Auntie Anne's is? Do yes. you know what a Cinnabon is? Yes. Then you fucking know know what an orange Julius is. You just have like wiped it from your brain somehow. I'm certain of it. If you do you know what a sparrow is? Yeah. (laughs) Then you know what an orange Julius is. It's a smoothie shop. Okay, I recognize the name (laughs) Sabaro. Okay. What does Sabaro serve? 
Sabrina? That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. What, what does a Sparrow serve? Do you know what a Panda Express is? I love, oh my God, don't even talk to me about Panda okay. Express. I right. fucking love Panda Express. At least you've got a Panda Express. So Sparrow is Americanized Italian food. My favorite thing from Sparrow used to be oh. um, the baked ziti with extra marinara on top. Uh, you know what? I like how I said oh as if that like triggered a memory and I thought it Does did, it but not? in fact it did not. <laughs> Like it, it, like it triggered a phantom memory because I know the name. I know. Okay. Well. All right. Do you know what it? <laughs> Over here, we've got a Jersey Mike's. Isn't that a sandwich place? Well, you. I am so sorry, my friend. I have to put my foot down right now. You know what a fucking Jersey Mike's is, but you don't know what a Sparrow or an Orange Julius is. <laughs> to tell you (laughs) listener i'm being shamed you know what do you know what a hollister is just checking of course oh my god i was fucking in high school in the mid 2000s of course i know what a fucking holler don't come at my throat about hollister you were in high school at the same time as i was and you don't know what an orange julius is (laughs) okay I you could literally Do you know what a Lego s- store is? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Golly. What this, <laughs> this is what this episode is. Have now. you heard of it? A Forever 21? Yes. Okay. Magically, okay. I've also heard about American Eagle and What? Uh, I've never heard uh, of build American a bear. Eagle. And you build bears? Somewhere? Oh my god, I can't <laughs> even with you. <laughs> I've also learned about those. Okay, I've also seen those jewelry stores in malls that are commented on in this book that there's no way those are not how you money launder things oh oh no no we can't can't. we're not going down the rabbit hole did you see that email email that a listener sent to us i flagged it in the email for you to read and as i was reading it girl as i was reading it you want to know my first thought when i was reading it what Mel's not going to understand this. (laughs) Can I tell you a secret that I've been hiding for a while? Yeah. I've read that email no less than three times, and I don't understand. (laughs) I don't know. I don't remember the name of the listener off the top of my head, but thank you for trying. Yes, you're the best. I understood what you were saying. Oh, shut your fucking mouth. I'm not even kidding. As I was reading it, I was like, <laughs> Mel, I can already see the glazed eyes as and like the teary, like I can see the watery, like I can see her eyes watering reading just this the email. Absolute look of going, defeat on I my just face. Still don't understand. I don't understand. Okay, listen. Okay, here we go. I'm so sorry about that orange Julius, Julius rabbit I mean, hole. Most actually, you know what? I am sorry. You want to know why? Because I'm the one who just got blasted. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know what? Just because you are less in touch with capitalist America than I am, I think that actually makes you a better human, probably. I don't know you that know? I'm less in touch. I think we're probably just in touch in different ways. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're not only dueling families, but they've got dueling Asian restaurants in the mall food court. Okay. And they're like literally across the way from each other. What's up? So we learn about these dueling Asian restaurants. One is a Korean food place. One is a Chinese food place, right? Yeah. It sounds like they cook things to order. Yeah. Is that a thing in mall food courts? So I was actually wondering the same thing. It's not like a buffet that you just sort of go I have, down I the line. I don't think I've ever seen Neither have I. fresh in a food court. No. Like no. the closest I've seen is like a smoothie place, but that's just because like it's a dump and then... <laughs> that was the saddest <laughs> blender sound I've ever made in my life. I was terrified of blowing out my mic, but also now that's almost more embarrassing than if I had blown out my mic. Anyway, I did yeah. have that question though, because like they are, it looks like they're cooking things to order. Like, but like then sometimes it didn't sound, I was very confused though, because I've literally never seen cooked to order. If they're like, hey, I need something that doesn't have this in it, okay, well then you don't get that item. I'm sorry. No, I know. Like, so, like, it almost sounded like they were sit-down restaurants in the mall. And, like, that, was, I have seen that, but it's usually, yeah. like, a, a corner, you know, it's, like, a big to-do. like to a do. cheesecake factory. Sure. Yep. One of those. Yes, exactly. <laughs> See? I have been to a mall. There <laughs> we go. Look at her go. So, anyway, she's, like, he's handsome and genial, and I hate it, and it's the worst so she works at the Santa Photo Studio, and he works at this, like, holiday VR virtual thing? reality, um, this- you put on a goggle and you get shaken around in your chair situation. Yeah, this is like a and 4D you, like, experience. And Yeah, like, you, like, ride on Santa's sleigh, and Rudolph kicks you in the balls and is stuff. This- <laughs> <laughs> That's my understanding. Can of you imagine the 4D experience? <laughs> Like, actually, you you know, the bee ride at Disneyland, there was like a Bugs Life ride or whatever. At one point, that motherfucker stings you in the back. It's so mean. What? When I rode the fucking Bugs Life ride, at a certain point, a little popper comes out of the back and stings you. I feel like that's a problem. Is there a warning about that on the ride? Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. But I was was very, I was not impressed. I was like, I'm going to the cars ride again, you bitches. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) No, I don't think they were open at the same time. Doesn't matter. Yeah, but like, Rudolph should kick you in the balls. That's a bold. That's a hot take. Rudolph, you said Rudolph should yeah. kick you yeah. in the balls. <laughs> what if you don't have balls? Then you get kicked in the ball region. You know, you get kicked right in the twat. You're gonna get twat kicked. Yeah, that's knuckles a- up, cunt punch is what Rudolph should do to you. <laughs> that. Uh, you've got a lot of bold pace on this podcast, but I think that's one of the hottest ones. That's like, I think it's a really good money-making scheme. Don't you think I'll be a billionaire afterwards? I really think that you're going to be bankrupted from all of the lawsuits is what I think. And I don't, do you have a Hannah in your life? I don't have a Hannah in my life, Kay. really. Yeah, you should all probably All of the lawyers not- I know are criminal lawyers. 
bullshit. This sounds like a crime, Melody, <laughs> frankly. Like, I know that the law says otherwise, probably. It's probably some fancy whatever, something, something. But like that, I'm just yeah. saying from my perspective, <laughs> if I got, what'd you call it? A knuckle up punch cunt? <laughs> I, please put respect on this move's name. Thank you very much. It's a knuckles up cunt punch. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I flip flop punch and cunt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't transpose those. To me, that's a crime. That's a crime against my body. <laughs> just so you're aware. Okay. Even if Rudolph does it, a cartoon Rudolph? Even more so <laughs> if a cartoon does it. And then it's just even worse if it's a cartoon Rudolph. <laughs> so moving on. So he works at this like right. VR thing where they have like we'll different have to go back levels to the drawing of board. Jesus. Like levels of intensity. There goes my business plan. <laughs> to be clear, y'all, this is not going to be an HB endorsed thing. This is like a Melody side business thing. I do not. This is Melody like, going rogue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Going rogue in whatever the fuck year you get around to doing this. Um, oh, no. Now I'm just imagining like with your like low cost budget thing. I'm. Oh, my God. Melody, can I tell you what I just imagined? Please tell me what happened in your brain. Please. Oh, tell my me. God. It's you getting one of those VR headsets. Right. Yeah. And it's just a cardboard box. Right. <laughs> OK. Like a well, refrigerator person. Box? Yeah, where this person sits in a chair and puts on their oh, yeah. thing, and it's you running around, like, squirting them with a spray bottle, and then, like, shaking their chair, and then legitimately just punching them, and then blowing on them when there's wet, like, and, like, making, like, noises on the side of things, and, like, it's just you with this shittily painted cardboard and you're like we're making money to upgrade we're making money to upgrade <laughs> so you're telling me it's a it's an interactive one woman show is what you're telling yeah, me yeah really that's what it is yeah this is oh my god wow oh my god. you better have a fucking you need to talk to an actual lawyer cuz you need a stone solid fucking I do I need waiver. I need a really good waiver on there Wow. And the waiver can't be like that shit from Parks and Rec where he's like, I'm allowed to do this, right? Like, this needs to be a legitimate, like, mm -hmm. wow. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I'm going to cry just thinking about it. Oh, my God. Man, what would we call it? No. I don't even want to know. <laughs> Melody is cut punch extravaganza. That'll bring people in off the streets. <laughs> that's very, that's, that, that feel that feels gendered, right? Like, or not gendered, oh, but like. that's fair. I'll need... punch any cunt. Doesn't have to be a biological cunt. <laughs> Are you a cunt? <laughs> Come here. <laughs> I feel like that has a very niche audience, Melody. So... <laughs> I would be impressed if you did make ever get, end up in the black on that business thing. So anyway, moving along, we have uh, where even were we? This VR thing. Um, Chloe and Peter okay. start having this like back and forth because they're like rivals. But like I never got like the rival. But, like it was definitely like from the beginning, Peter was just rivaling because like it's family it's rivals. Yeah. yeah. Whereas like. I feel like Chloe is just she she's, she's a rival. She sees about it. Yeah, she's like that I fuck that. That like, bastard. Uh-huh. How dare he? Yeah, and so so 
some things are happening simultaneously. One is that, like, they look at each other across the way between the two Christmas attractions, and then they'll also interact across the way at the restaurants, because both of them sort of unofficially help close up their parents' restaurants. And then Chloe, she goes back to the back room, and she finds this, like, last notice, like a final notice, that's like, you need to move the fuck out of there by the end of the holidays because we're bringing a bulldozer in and it's going to be dozered down. She's like, mm-hmm. well, this is, this is, I've never heard of this before. That's weird. And like, at one point she sees that um, Sabrina's dogs are going ape shit yeah, behind her. And I'm so she can't really talk. So that you could like <laughs> cut out all of it. Like I was like, I've had things to say, but I'm like, now it's not the time. Now it's not the time. Now it's not the time. <laughs> no, it's totally cool. Listener understands pretty pooches. Mm, that's a extremely kind term for the <laughs> dog that They're I know adorable. for a fact is happening in the other room. <laughs> like just based on the sound, I know mm-hmm. exactly where my furniture will be displaced to. <laughs> um. So Peter has run like an after school special. That's like seniors get a metric fuck ton off for the VR place. Yes. Yeah. And I then thought, I thought, yeah. And then she, batters it back by making a seniors get like a free appetizer and a free drink at her at her folks' restaurant restaurant. because she's like if he's bringing the high schoolers there anyway i might as well make sure they come to the restaurant this leads into meeting some (laughs) of my favorite characters in this entire book because it turns out of course your posse comes in sabrina oh how you're not wrong okay I'm dead like, serious and I am jubilant yeah, about I would, it. Do you know that I would have walked with these people? I would have exercised with Wild them. Wild horses couldn't stop you, I, Sabrina. They're the okay, Silver so, Sneakers Club. So, listener, what is happening? <laughs> Let's give you some context. The Silver Sneakers are a group of old people who come to the mall once a week and have been doing so since the mall opened to get their exercise and they mm-hmm. power walk through the mall to the point that some of the carpet has worn down along <laughs> where they walk and they like power walk out of the building and then back into mm-hmm. JC Penney's and they whoop and they holler as they're wandering mm-hmm. down the aisles or not the aisles, the, the cor- walkways. The, yep. The corridors. And they just power walking and they hate people who stop to tie a shoe in front of them. That's right. And don't, don't you by dare. golly, you don't fucking get in front of that. And my God, they mm-hmm. would be, I would be there every fucking Saturday with them. Of course. And you would be wearing a fanny pack and you might be knitting Whoa. at the same time. I wear fanny Have I, packs. Did I go too far? I love a fanny pack. That's why I said you would be wearing one. What is the problem? But it felt like you were poking fun at me because of the I wasn't. Pack. Okay. I was being, are you are you a little uh defensive about your fanny pack? Wow. <laughs> Cuz I <laughs> How dare you? Me thinks thou might be projecting. Me thinks I thou am, oh. might be protesting too much. You know what? <laughs> Fuck you. I'm putting HP fanny packs in the fucking store. I couldn't even hear you because I was laughing too hard. <laughs> I'm not even, I'm not even, you know what? Good. I'm not even asking you what's just going to happen. And the best part is that you're the one who has to fulfill Etsy orders. So like, <laughs> you're just going to get a fucking box of HB fanny packs delivered to your doorstep. You know what, listener, if you're I'm interested in an it. HB fanny pack, fucking message us. Let a bitch know. 
Let a yeah. bitch know. Cause like, <laughs> God damn it. Now I really want an HP fanny pack. <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. I'm going to get you an HP fanny pack. I'm going to fucking, yeah, I'm going to go look online. I'm going to make a fucking badass one. It's going to be beautiful. And you know what? Like I said, you're going to get a whole shipment. You're going to be like, how are we going to sell these? And I'm going to, like, people are going to be like, they're not even going to listen to the podcast. And that's what they get for the holidays. That's what they get for their birthdays. A graduation present. You get a fucking HB fanny pack. Like. I dig it. Oh, I'm into it. Yeah. Okay, I'm, like, let's this do this. is all kind of a joke in a bit, but like now. No, I see it in your eyes. You need fanny packs. I know. (laughs) That'll be one of the giveaways at the HB meetup. That'll be in the swag bag. You know? Wait, (laughs) swag bag? You've been plotting. You gotta have a swag bag. (laughs) Swag bag? Yeah. (gasps) Stuff can go in the HB fanny pack. Yeah. You can put keychains on your HB fanny pack. You can do whatever the fuck you want. I love a pin. I love a pin on a fanny fanny pack. pack. Yeah, absolutely. Oh absolutely. man, especially when you, and like yeah, I, it's hard to do because you know bazungas. But like, I love it when like people got the fanny pack and they wear it like a little like around their Ooh, shoulders yeah. thing. I just yeah, really yeah, love yeah. that look. I can't do that unless I'm strapped to hell. Right. But I do love that look. <clears throat> well, we can get, just get you an extra large fanny pack, you know, and then you can put your bazungas wherever you want. I'll have to wear a sports bra because, like, if you l- listeners out there with big boobs will understand this. If you have a strap going down the middle of your tits and you're not mm. wearing some, like, you're wearing a normal bra, you do end up with just fucking. It looks like you, you know nuclear grand power tetons. plants. Like nuclear yeah. power plants are just that perfect, like two, two circles satellite next to dishes. each other. Yeah, yeah, it it looks like that. It's I mean, got some got some geodesic it, domes on there. It's a, it's, it's a look. It's a look. <laughs> Okay, well, so there's like a whole, there's a whole pass of old people in this book, and they're great. And they're like the best customers at the restaurant, and it's wonderful. And so this senior so thing cute. kind of backfires on them oh, yeah. because she means high school seniors, but she mm-hmm. did not put that even in the fine print. And so all of the geriatric seniors are like, we love a deal. And so they've and they got like a line. they their happy silver sneaker butts over there. Absolutely. Yeah. And then they call up all the people who don't exercise and they come too. Like it's a whole thing. And then the high school seniors are calling their grandma seniors and then they're yep. coming. It's mm-hmm. a big deal. Oh my and God. So then- this sounds like my kind of party, man. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of fucking old people in Korean food. You literally yeah. could not keep me away. <laughs> no, I hear you. I hear you. So then, oh, um, I just she, realized I'm the only person who doesn't get the deal because I'm no, not only not a not high either. school senior, I'm also not a senior senior. Yeah, they don't mean seniors at heart, you know, and that's sad. But I think it's a price you can pay to hang out with all your pals. I'll pay the extra dollar. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Or just don't get the appetizer. You know what I mean? I'm, who knows? There's no way I'm not getting the appetizer. <laughs> that's fair. So. Because of this, they run out of rice. And they're like, Chloe, go get us some rice. And she's like, where the fuck am I going to get specialty short grain white rice? Like at, at 730 s- in the evening in, in the small suburban blah. town. Yeah. Yeah. So she very covertly goes across and she's like, Peter, I need to buy some rice from you or I'll borrow it. Like, I just I need rice. And he's like, what are you talking about? This is amazing. 
My parents are going to be so excited to watch your Yelp scores go down and then dance on the grave of your restaurant. <laughs> and she's like, Peter! <laughs> and Come the funniest on. part of this is he doesn't actually feel this way about like any <laughs> No! It's so great. So then he's like, what's in it for me? And she's like, well, I'll take like cool pictures of you for social media or something if you want. Like, come on, man, be a bro. And so he negotiates social media pictures plus like $20 over. 20 bucks. Yeah, over what the rice costs. And then they very surreptitiously meet like in the back alley. And I think the same day. back alley has seen some shit. And it's going to see more. I'll tell you Mm -hmm. that much. So I think it's the same day when she texts him and she's like, hey, do you want to do a dinner swap? You're low main for my spicy pork or whatever you want. And he's like, fuck, yeah, let's do this. Yes. And it's super cute because Peter in the back alley brings out a table and two chairs for them to sit at. And this is the first time that their knees do a little touch because the table's (gasps) real tiny and they feel a little zip and a little zap. And (gasps) I was like, "Woo, swoon. Oh, my uh, gosh. Yes. So then this she is- starts like she like does the the oh oh he changes the deal and he's like you need to take really good pictures of our food for our like online menu and Yelp place. Okay, and I have another like, question for you. Grr. Yeah. This is just an episode of tangents. And you know what? I'm not even mad about it cuz se- <laughs> last time we recorded was also tangent central and like it was fucking Banter fun. lovers unite. So we're What's up? Yeah, banter love get ready cuz it's fucking coming. Um <laughs> Yelp. Mm-hmm. How much stock do you put in Yelp nowadays? I don't look at Yelp. Me either. It, yep, actually, okay. if Yelp comes up, I avoid it because it always wants me to go to the app I don't have and I refuse to get the fucking app. And then yep. I have to be like, okay. no, keep it on the bullshit. And so I'm just like, fuck that. And I go somewhere else. I was just else. very curious because like, I know the generation above us. Maybe mm-hmm. two generations above us. Yelp is real important. And I guess just I see Yelp as something that. Yeah, I sort of substituted it out for like Google reviews, you know, Google reviews mm-hmm. because, yep, you know, people or like people their Facebook page. If people are like commenting sure. on that and stuff like that. I was just yeah. very curious because Yelp was very important in this book, which like that well, tracks. So it was interesting because so we had Suzanne Park on the podcast and you can mm-hmm. go back and listen to her um, her guest episode. She chose to recap um, Clueless, which was, you know, super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, the descriptions in here all felt very like the mall in Clueless times oh. and not necessarily the mall right now. And like. That was a little bit weird for me, honestly, as a reader, because then the whole issue is like it's the mall from Clueless Times, but it's experiencing the same sort of, you know, suburban exile, you know, like nobody uses yeah, the mall. Well, so it's like, like it's now small, times. It's, it's like that mall 20 years later. Sure, but it still functions like I don't know. It felt like everybody in the book was stuck in the 20 years ago. But experiencing problems of 2023. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, they shouldn't be worried about Yelp, in my humble opinion. But that's all they really talked about. But I could absolutely see those parents, like, those parents of that generation who, like... That's true. But, like, the kids, too? Like, come on. Yeah. 
I mean, I think maybe it was just synonymous with like, this is going to be the photos in our online presence, but the shorthand is Yelp. Anyway, so then as she's doing this, she starts sort of like taking mindless pictures of him when he's like working at the restaurant, when he like has to go back to the kitchen or there's one time when he's on the basketball court and he gets clobbered by this racist classmate. And he's Mm. laying on the blacktop, just sort of like trying to meditate the pain away kind of situation. (laughs) And he's got his eyes closed. And she's like, this picture is absolutely incredible. But she also doesn't But also, like, I'm not going to do anything about it because, well, oh, and so to be clear, what she's doing is she's going out for this big photography thing that's like international. And like you get an award and you get a mentorship with like somebody and you win ten thousand dollars and it looks really good on your like resume or not resume Mm -hmm. but like your well maybe resume but also like college applications and like yeah it's the national art council photography competition yep and there's like a five percent chance of finaling or something like that sure so as she takes pictures of him she also like ribs him about like getting clobbered And Mm -hmm. he's like, hey, man, like that guy's got 50 pounds on me. What do you want from me? And she's like, well, you look fine. And then he he like pulls up his shirt shirt and and he's he's just like bruising like a motherfucker. Yeah. By the way, um, I would like to make one comment. I totally forgot about this earlier. This says a lot about. Wow. Uh, (laughs) Yep. That's exactly what it is. He got (laughs) his hoof prints on him. Knuckle, no wait out. Yeah, knuckles up. No, I think Rudolph has um cloven hooves. Cloven hooves, yeah. So it would Clove be a different up. kind of hoof print. Yeah. He, Sorry, what were you saying <laughs> before? I, I was just gonna say I was looking at things and I totally forgot about one specific quote that I feel was really important because I felt Ooh, really seen me. by it. It's from chapter three, and it's from Chloe, and she says, "Why well, mess with something that worked for me? I was perfectly content in my non-risk taking hermitude." And I was like, yeah, yeah, Chloe, I see. All right, Chloe. Yep. (laughs) But yeah, so she's taking all these pictures. He's all bruised to fuck. And she they have this conversation and he's like, I mean, do I leave or do I get back out there? And she's like, get back out there and show him that like. The races can't win. Yeah, Yeah. fuck that. And so he does go out there and she gets even more pictures because he is perfectly photogenic. She says that like every time she goes back to like take like edit photos and Mm -hmm. stuff, she doesn't have to get rid of any blemishes or like lines Mm -hmm. or like color or anything like that because Peter Lee is perfect. And beautiful. And And she's like big mad about it. Mm -hmm. But also she wants well, yeah, and so she's already put in her application for this photo thing, this NACPL mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, I think that's roughly what the acronym is, NACPL. Can I tell you a really quick um, pet peeve I had with the audiobook? Yeah. So remember when they talked about the Rhode Island School of Design? Yeah. In the audiobook, she kept on calling it RISD. Instead of- And there's like- Instead of RISD? Yeah. And like it was in like one paragraph, she says it like four times, and like many characters say it to each other. And every single time she said RISD. And I was like, it's RISD. (laughs) It's fine. Yeah. That would, yeah, that would bother me. I don't even like, I don't know that I've ever heard it said out loud, but I did read Kate Canterbury's series, and one of the characters went to RISD for architecture. Mm -hmm. And like it, 
I didn't know in like the waking part of my brain that it was the Rhode Island School of Design. I have only known it as RISD. And oh. like and then there was like a part of my brain that clicked in and I was like, oh, yeah, of course, it's in like it's in Rhode Island. Like this all makes sense. You know what I mean? But I've only ever heard school it where they learn how to design things. What? Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my so, gosh. When she gets feedback from her teacher, her teacher's like, you need more narrative point of view. Uh, and you need more. Like, you're great at the composition. I'm. Yeah, I don't um, know. Some fancy photography stuff. Yeah. You need, like, a fancy. story in your p- pictures. And she's like, cool, yeah. man. So she talks to her friends, and her friends look through a bunch of her portfolios. And they're like, but then you need they, like, these keep clicking. Well, but they, she doesn't even want to show them those. They keep clicking, and they're like, oh, shit. No, the photos that you take of Peter are the ones with, like, narrative point of view and, and all the good stuff. And she's like, I cannot mm-hmm. depend on Peter Lee to, like, get me into college or whatever. But, so she ends up, yeah. like, caving, though, and she does ask mm-hmm. Peter. And she's like, hey, Peter, can I use your picture for this photography thing? Because, like, I'm trying to get this thing. And he's like, you think I'm photogenic? <laughs> and he gets, like, warm fuzzies about it. And it was super cute. And she was like, yeah, well, you're fucking photogenic. And, like, Peter Lee is, like, kind of a dreamboat for a high schooler because this conversation happens because he can see her glaring at him from the Santa place and she won't, like, talk to him because she's working. Yeah! And so he buys a photo session in order to have time to talk to her and be like, are you mad at me? What's going on? Mm-hmm. And I was just like swoon-tacular. Yeah. And so she has at this point found a final notice letter in her parents' yeah. restaurant. And so she goes over to Peter and she's like, hey, do you know anything about this? And turns out it's like they end up finding out that it's an eviction notice and mm-hmm. the mall's going to be demolished. In yeah. the next couple of months, like they're not, they're in January or whatever. They're no December twenty third, which like, what a day for a council meeting, right? Like, don't council on the twenty third of the twelfth yeah. month of the year. Well, but like, you know? I, let me let, but like to be clear, that's a great time to council meeting if you don't want people to come up and that's true. Disagree that's with true. what you're trying to pass. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. The holidays note, in general are a great time to get things through that, like, you don't want people yeah. to know about. Yeah. Of note, after they have this conversation and they decide to go ask their parents about the final notice papers, she grabs his hand and they run back to the food court. And it says that her touch gives him tingles. And then uh-huh. it says that she really likes how their fingers felt when they were intertwined. Sabrina, uh-huh. is this not the boldest move? I've never intertwined my fingers with someone to run. Okay, I think about this every time I ever Tell read a YA everything. set in high school. Tell me everything. Or even, co- well, maybe not college, but definitely high school. Yeah. All of this is really bold. Like, I'm sure that this is going to shock the hell out of you, Melody. Okay, But I was okay. not exactly a bold person. In high school, if I mm-hmm. had a crush on somebody, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like I was just one of the I was like, I'm just not gonna. Mm. And I was also terrible at reading signs because like, I can't tell you how many times like <laughs> way after the fact, somebody was like, oh, yeah, I had a huge fucking crush on you. And then it was clear mm-hmm. you weren't interested. You just treat everybody mm-hmm. like that. 
And so I just never did anything about it. And yeah. I was like, oh, cool, 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 cool. I also have a crush. On, I have a crush on you now. I've always had a crush on you. Wow, that really sucks. Cool, 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 cool. But of course, I wasn't going to fucking say that because like they didn't have a crush on me anymore. Totally. So, like, everything about this, bold. All of the touching. I'm like, oh, my God. Like my 16-year-old self. Like, I would have woo. had a conniption at yeah. 15 or 16 if somebody did some shit. Like, I remember my very... Oh, God. <laughs> Even if I knew somebody was... Okay, do you want to hear... You, Melody, uh, do you want to yeah, hear an hey. uh, embarrassing story? Yeah, hey, it's um, you and me. Clearly, yep. nobody else is going to hear this story. For sure not. No, nobody. It's not like there's, you know, thousands of people that listen to this. Fine, it's fine. Keep going. Um, so my very, like, I'll put it this way. Even knowing somebody is interested in me, I was on a date. This was my very first kiss. Whoa. We were in a movie theater and like holding hands and all of these things and like getting closer and closer throughout the movie, which like, God bless the person who was third wheeling that bitch. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to you. But I... They leaned in to kiss me and I started giggling and pulled away and like ducked away. <gasps> I did that. I couldn't even tell you how many times because I'd like calm down and then they'd go to kiss me again. And then I would do it again. This must have happened like what? at least four or five times. And they were just so patient. My like I am the most they didn't uh, curl that, up into a shriveled ball. No, and never because. You know me. They also knew me. We'd been going to school okay. together for, well, actually, we didn't really know each other. I went to a big high school. But, like, oh, my God. Melody, sometimes I'll have to tell you this story because it's a super fun. It's a meet cute for sure. Like, this could have been a YA romance with, like, oh my God. Me and this person. But, like, that was knowing this person liked <laughs> me. That was knowing for the first, that was our second date, too. I think, like, the first date, like, I did roughly the same thing when they went to hold my hand i would never ever have made that first move in a million years even if the person looked me dead in the face and said i have a big crush on you and i really want to go on a date with you i'd be like cool 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 oh. and then <laughs> never have tried to hold their hand unless they tried to hold my hand first <laughs> like uh-huh uh-huh yeah yeah, no, I hear so, you there. Like, I like this. I, oh, God. And every time I've ever read a YA where it's like set in a high school, I'm just like, never in no. a million years could I have done that. Just the idea of her texting him being like, do you want to do a dinner swap? I was like, whoa. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Because what if they said no? <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. It was super cute, though. So anyway, they decide that they're going to, like, put their heads together and, like, save their family's restaurants. And they also keep on having these illicit dinners out in the alley. Mm -hmm. And he starts, like, bringing a table and some chairs. And then at another point, he brings, like, 
a flower that he got off of the counter of the Greek place that's next to yeah. his parents' restaurant. He was like, I'll take it back. I just thought I would, you know, want some ambiance. It <laughs> was like, so cute. Oh. And he is definitely the one in this book. Like, this is definitely one where Hero falls first because, like, yes. he's like, oh, man, free dinner. And she texted me a winky face. Mm, it's a I good cannot. night. Like, it was yeah. super cute. There was also, like, <laughs> uh, actually, we're just going to jump right into it. So they're going through their stuff and trying to figure it out. They're, like, trying to, like, what can we possibly do? There has to be something that we can do to, like, fix this and make it so that, like, they can't demolish the building and all of these things. And like, let's find a lawyer, which is when Chloe's like, we'll talk to my sister, Hannah, who's a paralegal and she'll come take care of things. And like, and they start going through like all of the leases of other people. And then Mm -hmm. they decide that they find out that the owner is like, he wants to do things for as little effort as possible. So they're going to need to do like a grassroots effort to increase revenue and interest in the mall in order to like have a chance at talking this guy out of selling to a condo developer. And so they start going through everything and like she goes through a lockbox in her parents' house. Well, and yeah, hang on. Yeah, yeah. We're not quite we're not quite at the lockbox yet. Okay, so. Before this, she finds out that she made the finalist. Oh, yeah. He comes over and crosses the The no man's land. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And comes over and is talking to her about stuff. And she's because he's like, why is she being so weird? And it turns out she's being so weird because she's staring at her phone waiting for it to be announced. And so she looks at it and then it doesn't work. And so she he's like, well, it's working on my phone. And so she looks at it on his phone and she's Mm. like, oh, my God, I made it. And then this awkward potato eater, (laughs) he goes to hug her and then he's like, oh, wait, can't do that. And so he gives her like two thumbs up he's like good job i'm so proud of you and i was like oh peter you're so cute well because she made finalist her like the person that she idolizes is a international photographer and like archive like she does a lot of she just does a lot of photography just like a nat geo stuff yeah and her name is lorraine finch and Everybody gets a mentor and that's her mentor. It's super Ah. cute. And so Lorraine comes to the mall to meet her and she's giving her a tour of the mall. And I just need to talk about this because it fucking cracked me up. They stop at the fucking wishing fountain and throw some stuff like coins into the fountain to make wishes. And Mm -hmm. fucking there's this animatronic bear in the middle of the fountain (laughs) and when chloe throws her diamond it lands in the bear's mouth and fucks things up and then over the loudspeakers somebody hollers like hey don't throw things at the bear we're gonna call security and the bear is still animatronic talking (laughs) so the bear's animatronic talking her getting fussed up by the security yelling at her and it was hilarious and this starts one of the big like oh my god how are they gonna make this work scenes because turns out december 23rd is not only the day of the council meeting where they make decisions on the demolition Mm -hmm. it's also oh no it's the banquet 
for the the award ceremony. National photo award thingy. Yes. The big but dealio. It's okay because the council meeting is going to be early in the day and the award meeting is going to be in the evening. And so she's going to be able to make them both. Yeah. Moving yep. on. So then she's going through everything and they're like, we're going to make a video to show the owner like the history of the mall and how important it is to the community and all that. But they need like artifacts to put in it. So she goes through a lockbox at her parents' house. And in the in the lockbox, first of all, like her parents have paid this zero attention. Every same. Every single time she's been like, I made it to the thing. They're like, oh, cool, you're drawing thing. Great. Can't, yep, great. Is it academic? No. Okay, well. And then when she opens the lockbox, the thing on the top is the announcement of her getting into the finals. And her name is like highlighted in yellow highlighter. And she didn't even print it off for them. They found they it themselves. It. I mean, Appa did that, right? Like her dad yeah. did that. Her mom There's super no did that. no way. Right? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is also where she finds, so she starts digging around more in the lockbox mm -hmm. of treasures. And she finds articles from when the restaurant opened. But guess what? When they first mm -hmm. opened a restaurant... It was not Quan's Cafe. Yep. It was it was East West, East Walk. West Walk. And they co-owned it with the <gasps> Lee, Lee family. So So she's like, holy shit, Peter, I have to tell you something. And he's like, okay, let's meet in the alley for so dinner. They have a dinner. I have to read swap? this. Yeah. I'm going to read this. I'm reading it. Okay. And then I'm probably going to read another one right after it. Uh -huh. No, maybe maybe I'm not going to read this one because I have two more after that. I'm so sorry. Okay. Anyway, he goes out. I also have like three, four hi three yeah. highlights from chapter 17. So like yeah, I'm same. just going to say go for it and read. We can So you don't feel like you're reading all of it. We can share. Okay. 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 Perfect. Perfect. Um. So she goes... Did you do all of this? Her gaze traveled from the lit candle to the nice paper dinner napkins to the white tablecloth, then over to the small rose floral arrangement I'd gotten from the Riverwood florist at the other end of the mall. I couldn't tell from her surprised face whether she liked the little added touches to our usual dinner hangout, so I backpedaled. It's to celebrate that I scheduled a meeting with the landlord, thanks to the help of my boss. It's December 1st. The florist offered his arrangements to thank us for trying to help them all, and he gave me, like, a huge discount. I didn't bother telling her that it took me nearly 15 minutes to pick <laughs> up the perfect flowers for her. It was too embarrassing. I know you're not super into flowers, but I thought these were nice. <laughs> and so then she starts telling him about all of this and she hands him his spicy pork and he nervously just starts shoveling food in his face. Uh-huh. Do you do you have this one highlighted? From Which like part? she grabbed my hand to bye bye yep. butterfly. Okay, read that she, one. She grabbed my hand and my heart nearly <laughs> stopped. That's what I needed to talk to you about. Chloe was holding my food shoveling hand. I wasn't competent enough to use chopsticks with my other hand. And although I was still hungry, I didn't dare disrupt Chloe's hand on mine. It was like admiring a butterfly. You didn't want to startle or disrupt the moment of simple beauty, especially when you knew the moment was fleeting. <gasps> I think we might have to argue about who gets to 
read the next quote. <laughs> well, I have till bye bye butterfly. So read read till there. Do you have that? No, I have she squealed and grabbed the page out of my hand. This is perfect. I could kiss you. Yeah. That one. Okay, well, first, she's like, you have to talk to your parents and find out about this. And he goes, what was she talking about? And then she let go of both hands to dig into her messenger bag. Boo. See? Fleeting. Bye-bye, butterfly. <laughs> so that was good. cute. I did. Al- I remember almost highlighting to that part, but I was like, no, I can't. I'm already highlighting this whole fucking chapter. Because, I know. listener, I'm just taking it. I'm stealing it from you, Melody. No, no, don't. Don't. I want to do it. <laughs> but it's so cute. Maybe Fine. you do until that was better than flowers. And then I'll take over. Maybe. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. She squealed and grabbed the page out of my hand. Yes, this is so perfect. I could kiss you. Blood pounded in my brain. <gasps> kiss me. Why not? I took a deep breath and leaned forward, then pressed my lips onto hers. Spontaneous, electrifying, tingling. Wow. I fell back into my chair. Chloe's eyes widened, then crinkled in the corners from her wide smile. Well, that was better than flowers. She stood from her chair and I rose from my seat too. Peter, don't ruin this. Please don't go trying to be your scaredy cat crowd pleaser self. Just kiss her again. She pulled my collar and as my head dipped down, her lips crashed into mine. I closed my eyes and kissed her back with equal force. The door creaked, causing both of us to jump and separate. But it turned out, to be the wind pushing open the back entrance of the of the gyro place. We laughed and held each other in a tight embrace as delivery trucks sputtered and grumbled by. Her arms wound inside my coat and around my back. My arms draped over her on her shoulder. Surrounded by honking and beeping and warm restaurant vent air, standing next to the white tablecloth with roses, I bought for Chloe. We were in the most romantic of unromantic places it was it perfect was perfect ah! oh my god my cheeks are hurting i was smiling so hard that entire chapter like i know what a fucking perfect first kiss and it was so oh. cute and i could picture it perfectly where her little arms were like oh around him oh my gosh him. and his, his arms coat. are like <gasps> over her shoulder oh my oh. gosh i was like oh my god that's so much smoother than my Suzanne park how the fuck dare you oh that my was god so it was good. so cute so now they're back <sighs> on like getting people on board right so yeah. they're meeting with mr fry who owned the right because they're trying to get the deets about what happened with East West Walk and like why their parents because they need their parents to be part of the community and they can't be a part of the community because they hate each other. Yeah. So they're meeting with Mr. Fry, who they see an article way back in the gap that shows his restaurant next to East West Walk and mm-hmm. they sit down and chat with him. It's real hard to get an answer out of him because he does, in fact, incorrigibly talk about gas prices and inflation but they finally get out that there was a third business partner named Mm -hmm. joe because uh and he stole he embezzled a bunch of money yeah and uh, and he had actually so so peter had actually recognized the guy in the picture 
as somebody he used to know as Uncle Joe. This fucked up the timeline for me, though. It did me, too, because if you remember Uncle Joe, why would you not remember East West Walk? Yeah. Like, maybe because, listen, it's fine, but. Whatever. Whimsy, whimsy, whimsy. Exactly. there was a quote that (laughs) I really loved um, where I needed answers, and all I'd managed to gather was that Mr. Fry hated inflation, superfoods, and Toyota Priuses. <laughs> Honestly, he was a man after my own heart. That's from Chloe, and I was Chloe is such a curmudgeon. So She's I love such it. a fucking curmudgeon, and I love it. She mm-hmm. is old man yells at Sky. Like, yes, love her. And so they both separate to like go and corner their parents and be like, "Tell me why this, like, why you were working together and how it fell apart." And they both get stonewalled pretty hard when she's talking to oh her my parents. God, yeah, this their is rough. parents shut them down. Yeah, yeah. And when her parents do it, they're like, "Yeah, we're not talking to you about that." Also, stop what you're doing with that Lee boy. We know what's going on. I was and so she like so hard. Inter- yeah, she internally freaks out, and then it says. In her mind, it says, I wasn't sorry Peter and I had gotten closer. An apology wasn't something I was willing to offer them because there was nothing to be ashamed of. So what if they were family rival or they so what if they were rival families? I'd fallen for Peter. We held hands. We kissed. And this then she says her older sister Hannah would be the type high to call it shit. off. And I it's know. so cute. I'm in love because we held hands and had a kiss. I know. And then she goes, but I don't regret what we've done. And I'm not going to stop. She said that out loud to her parents. And then Mm -hmm. internally, she's like, had they seen us? Had they seen us kiss? The thought made my stomach sink. And they're like, you better stop trading foods with that Lee boy. And she's like, oh, oh, it's just a, oh. And then they know about the domain. Then because her dad is the cutest ever, he's yeah. like, but if you're going to continue with it, then save me some shrimp lo mein. I really miss it. Share. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so then she ends up going in the back because she's like, if I can weasel information out of anybody, it's going to be my dad. And so she ends up getting some information out of her dad. And essentially what happened is the Quans and the Lees went into business, mm-hmm. but they also went into business with another local business person named Joe, who was an accountant. And so he was handling the financial side of the business. Turns out chuckle fuck joe yeah. was skimming money from a bunch of small immigrant specifically businesses yep. and, and churches ended up, turns out and churches and ended up running with all of that money when he got caught and the reason he got caught he'd been doing this for years the reason he mm-hmm. got caught is he opened a credit card in one of the businesses names and it was a whole it was just like up getting his manicures but he disappeared and then i guess i just I didn't understand why the Lees and Quans hated each other after this. I think they because they were I, both like, ashamed. From what I understand, is they did it. They were ashamed, but I, I guess also it's that they didn't trust anybody anymore yeah. after that. So, like, I understood from like it did take me a while for that to click, though, because I was like, why would like fuck? No, but I totally understand. I understood. Like I, later, I in had the, book, the, the hard more time we too. learned. I understood more and more, right? Yeah, um, and like later on, Chloe, Chloe does like sort of a secret thing even from the reader where she goes to a bunch of the businesses that were scammed by Joe and takes pictures of them and also like gets their narrative and she ends up getting them together and that's where we learn that like 
shame has and really undeserved shame you know what I mean yeah has been such a guiding force in both the Lees and the Kwan's um decisions and reactions that like they weren't actually mad at each other they just like both of them knew how like quote-unquote dumb they were and because Mm -hmm. of that like they had to reject each other in order to also like feel better about moving forward I think you know yeah I don't know so then this is when uh, Peter ends up, so Peter gets into his meet me at the basketball court for a three on three game because we're going to fuck you up with little the racist bully fuckhead. Yeah. Can I can I talk about the thing right beforehand? I know we're going a little long, but all of these teensy tiny interactions like really just made me swoon. Oh, Mm -hmm. so Peter, it's like gym class time. And oh, I did have this his, written down. It's literally Chloe and Peter have a cute walk around the track at PE. Yeah. So Chloe is supposed to be doing like a relay race and he notices her and he's like, oh, my God, I love that. Like she cannot be pressured by anyone. And she's just like walking during this relay race. She's so fucking cool. And then he goes over to her and he's like, he does, he's like, penny for your thoughts or some gum <laughs> she's like oh hi peter i didn't i didn't see you there and this was another thing where like every once in a while chloe like we've already said she's a curmudgeon but she'll sound like a 30 you know three-year-old yeah. woman because this was one of those times where she was like he's like so how are you doing and she's like i mean it's just like so stressful and blah blah, blah. and like there's not even time to think about or talk about you know us us i know and he's like yeah i know and i'm just like who the fuck are these really mature children anyway so they keep because then they like walk inside and he's like hey do you want to get together after school because like i've been looking over leases and you know if we can like get together with hannah or whatever and she's like yeah and like she brushes her hand against his and he like gets tingles all over his body and then she ends up being like okay well I'll see you later. And he's like, yeah, I'll be at your locker after school. And so she, then she like backs up into a cinder block wall and she's like, oh, how did that get there? Okay, bye. I'll see you. <laughs> and he's it like, was, I'm it was swooning. super cute. Yeah. But then that racist classmate comes over and like just like throws a basketball at his face and then is like, let's the settle hole, this yeah. on the court. Meh. And he agrees. Yeah, he gets into a situation where he's only able to spend like a, an hour with Chloe yeah. working on the really important thing. And then he has to go beat but this guy at pickup he basketball. does skip his last class so that he yeah. can look over the leases and stuff. And he finds the smoking gun. So yep. all of the leases he looked at had a demolition clause in it, except for the Lees and the Quans leases. Because mm-hmm. probably those leases were before the new... owner took over yep and so there's no demolition clause in there which means you can't you can't do that you can't evict us that's not legal if you're gonna demolish things yeah so then she sees him at her her locker and overhears him being like okay well i'll see you in an hour and she comes over really mad she's like what the fuck dude like we're counting on you and he says Trust me, I don't want to be anywhere else but you, but with you. And then he, it, it's like, and he's like, Peter looks momentarily mortified by what he just said. 
just a it's hot so me. God, he's such a simp and I love him. Oh yeah, he's God. precious. So he okay. does sh- get home, like go over to her house. He drives her back to her house and he does talk with her and Hannah for a hot minute. And then they go up to Chloe's room, <laughs> which like what a mood. This girl like sprints upstairs and shuts her door and oh hides God. all the potentially embarrassing shit, like all of the dirty bras and the, ta- the, and the p- pads, pads that are sitting on top of her yeah. nightstand and all of these things. And then he knocks on the door. He's like, woohoo. And like comes and she's like okay come in and there's clothes there's still clothes everywhere there's nowhere to sit can i read one thing because i felt very seen by this description Uh like i felt it in my bones Uh uh-huh um she's talking about like what she imagines his room to look like and then now she's talking about hers and she goes mine had the energy of a preschool's finger painting room a whole lot of oomph and by oomph i meant shit strewn everywhere yes it was a problem. Yes, I knew it was and would occasionally clean up to the point of looking nice, but it would all unravel back to a state of disarray within a few hours. So what was the point? Yeah. And like, if I was going to take an honest picture of my office right now, um, it would be that. <laughs> Honestly, keeping my house tidy is a Sisyphean task. <sighs> I know. I know. Anyway, but so they like they like try to he's like, where should I sit? And she's like, I'll make space on my bed. And then she's like, oh, she's thinking, where should I sit? And he like pats the bed next to him. And then he says she gets hmm? a weird look on her face and he's like, or you can sit on my lap. And (gasps) based on her face, he like takes it back real quick. He's like, kidding, kidding, kidding. Just take a seat. Let's look at some stuff. (laughs) And I was like, "Ah!" and then because she has like a shitty high schoolers mattress, when and he like weighs more than her, she tries to sit down, and the mattress like is is slanted so down, like so far down because of his weight that she like you know knocks into him a bit, and oh my god, I loved it. like she's like their eyes, their arms are touching, our thighs are touching. Sabrina, what's happening over there? What do you mean? A, a oh no! Oh no! Mattress. I might be speaking from a very privileged point of view, and that's because <laughs> when, okay, so I grew up, when I grew up, mm-hmm. I don't remember buying a new mattress. Like, we would get secondhand mattresses where, like, you sat down and you bounced no matter how carefully you sat down. And so because of that, I have had a mild trauma response. And now I will only have like thick pillow top, memory foam, I move and Michael can't feel me move kind of mattresses. Mm. And I know that is interesting, a privilege interesting. that I have chosen to invest in and I can do that. Um, but that is what I meant by shitty high school mattresses. It was a mm. trauma thing. <laughs> Mm. Interesting, interesting. Um, or like you can feel the spring in your spleen, you know? Interesting, interesting. Um, so 
<laughs> they're sitting there, and Chloe can literally not stop thinking about it. To be clear, I'm saying it's interesting because I apparently have a shitty high school badges. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but really, this memory foam bullshit will change your whole no, life. No, I have had it on my list to buy a new mattress. Like, even if it's not like a big fancy mattress, I've had it on the list to buy for a long time, but there's just no, I so know. many other things that I can purchase, like yarn. No, I hear you. And like, to be clear, it's like the most dealiest, probably got it on Amazoniest, you know, nice no, mattress. No, that's totally you know what I mean? fine. But literally every time I've been like, you know, I should buy a mattress. I have the funds for it. I do, in fact, get something yeah. else. I mean, the other reason is because I've had a neck injury since I was a toddler. And so, hey, fair. I, really do I was need... in an accident that reversed my spine when I was a kid. So, like, I what should have fuck, a dude. good. Well, like, it's no longer reversed. Stop God bless buying yarn. Hey, I am on. I am not buying <laughs> shit right now. Okay, I just fair. That's not. I was looking at motorcycles today. Um... Stop it, Sabrina. Get yourself a mattress before you get a motorcycle. Oh my god. But oh my god. Anyway. anyway, okay, so she like, can't focus. <laughs> Priorities. She's having, a, she's having a very hard time focusing because, like, they're touching and, like, every once in a while she'll feel him looking at her and all the business. And, like, she wants to kiss him so badly. And it's, like, mm-hmm. very clear that he wants to kiss her, too. And, and he, like, almost, almost do. Ooh. And then Hannah's like, hey, I found something. Yeah. And just interrupts the fuck out of them so they go downstairs but when he leaves he does text her and he's like i told you that i found something good now you owe me a kiss you owe me a bold bold i wow these children i I don't understand these kids got more way more game than i did in high school yeah then he he and his friends do defeat the racist classmate and then to smooth things over, like, and I was really proud of him in this moment because oh, yeah. he he has emulated his older brother and his older brother was like, you agree with everyone, you laugh at everyone's jokes, you act like you really care about everything to the teachers and like that's how you'll get, you know, you'll get by. So he's been doing that, but this guy really goes too far all the time. And he and his friends are so sweet because he's like, I mean... His mom, like, left when he was really young, and so I feel like, you know, he's been sort of lashing out since then, which is a lot more understanding than I think I'm capable of being even There's right no now. There's no way I could have been this understanding. No fucking way. Anyway, so then- um, Not at 16, but then he's finally, not at 30. Like, yeah. But then he finally is like, hey, you fucker, I'm just as American as you are, and you can fuck right off. And then afterwards, he's like, and also- I'm going to treat my friends to some food at my parents' restaurant. And if you want to come, you can to like, you know, show him that like there's another way to behave about these things. Yeah. So. So it's great. Let me skip back into Chloe's point of view. She is at Lorraine's house for a mentorship meeting and Lorraine is super excited to show. Well, so firstly, Chloe is relieved because Lorraine lives in this like fancy mansion, but like the inside of her house is not put together. There's art everywhere. It's an an artist like loft space. Yeah. And so she, while they're there, Lorraine is showing her the new website, which is like super exciting, but some racist, more racist fuckheads left a Mm -hmm. shitty comment on several her page 
about the fact that she's Asian and it was real fucked up. And so she so and like some of quote, them are like really, really trite and like both. There's two of them and they're both fucking like it's the worst. Yeah. And so she I really like this. I actually have two. So I have like the thing that she wrote quoted mm-hmm. but also like her response to it so she said or in her brain she said how many times had i heard go back to your country or ching chong in my lifetime oh my maybe god maybe 20 30 times i used to come home crying about how mean rude and horrible people were with their overt staring and racist commentary i was so used to it now i had hardened on the outside and inside over time trying to not let the comments get to me i used to think that my toughness was a good thing that these comments would roll off my back now like i had a non-stick exterior but there was something about these racist declarations this time that bubbled up a new anger it felt different these racists and bigots had come into my safe space and tried to shake me Mm. up when i was pursuing my dreams stupid ignorant assholes how dare they do this to me they had they had ignited a fire inside me that couldn't be ignored and i was so like you were just super proud of peter and like i was so i like i was proud of him in that moment but i was also so fucking proud of her in this moment because she was like you know what yeah. I'm fucking done not making waves. Yeah. Fuck you all. And so she was actually there for her mentorship to write a 200 word essay, like like something for the mentorship and like put it up on the It's supposed to page. be like an essay that is a, like a statement um, yeah. about something she's and passionate so, about. Boy, howdy. Fucking yeah. passionate indeed. Because what she says, she, what she puts in that fucking box is to mm-hmm. the racists, note the lowercase r, who trolled my profile page. You know nothing about me. You think you do, but you don't. Let me educate you. My parents escaped poverty in South Korea to move to the United States. They'd experienced a lifetime of financial devastation, loss, and suffering, and had the grit and determination to start life over again and build a home here in America. The only thing they had was a dream and hope for a better life. Your pitiful, hateful words will not destroy their dedication and love for this country. How dare you sabotage the idea of the American dream, the very foundation of this beloved land. My parents' home is here. My home is here. Your words are powerless and futile. Your attempts to diminish my dreams did not work. Let me be crystal clear. But you did do one thing. You gave me a purpose. I will use my voice to fight racists like you, now and in the future. You may think you're loud and proud with your unwelcome words, but know this. My success will be louder. Yeah. Oh, I have fucking goosebumps. Like I know. I, oh. Ugh. I know. It's really, really wonderful. Especially because I feel like it it shows between between like her family's backstory and the way that the Joe character sort of targeted them because of their immigrant status and their yeah. lack of you know knowledge about systems in America and all the bullshit. And then also the way that she sort of dovetails that with the current photography project and like the Save the Mall project and how all of mm-hmm. that ends up woven together. Mm-hmm. It's so completely gorgeous. Yeah. So anyway... They've had a couple of meetings where Chloe Chloe has a really hard time with the idea of public speaking. And so there's been one meeting with a bunch of like the stakeholders at the mall where like Peter warmed them up and and he was like, "Okay, you know, in just a sec we're going to have Chloe come up and talk about X, Y, and Z." 
And just having him there and having him like, you know, thumbs upping her from the background and like, you know, hey, like putting his his finger to his ear to well, be like, she speak was up originally a bit. not going to be up there speaking. But Hannah yeah. was late because of work. And so she had to go up there and speak and yeah. start saying something because these people were like, OK, well, I'm fucking we're going to go. Yeah. So she does go up there and talk for a minute. And there was a little swoony moment where he acknowledges that Chloe compares herself to Hannah. Yeah. And he's like, but just so you know, you're great. Like, you're pretty charming yourself, Chloe. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's really great. And then afterwards, they're going to have another meeting because they want to sort of clue everybody in before they go and talk to the landlord, you know, before this like city council meeting. And he's supposed to be there to support her. And like their parents are coming for the first time. Yeah. Wait. Wait, what? Swooniest <gasps> fucking moment in the book, practically. Is it Thanksgiving? Because you already skipped yes. Thanksgiving. No, oh, I thought Thanksgiving you already skipped is Thanksgiving. after that. No. Oh, sorry. So <laughs> Chloe's friends, Sophia and Elias, come over for Friendsgiving to the Quans. And like mm-hmm. there's some cute like interaction there, right? And then they have like a little, they go around and do a little bit of um like Thanksgiving. What are you grateful for? They don't usually do that, but her parents said, and she fucking like laid down the law. She was like, I'm grateful for blah, 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 and blah. Um, and also, uh, uh, and I hope so- Sophia and Elias and I can stay friends forever and not let anything ever come between us, even if we end oh up in a God. heated business right. dispute that is not each other's fault and not blame each other if it's actually the fault of a swindler who should be in jail right now. And her parents are like, <laughs> not now. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? But. But then there's also, a can knock knock. Hang on. Even before that, though. Melody. <clears throat> I have a question for you. Okay. I love a Thanksgiving question. Are you capable of hearing about a wishbone without thinking about fucking Thanksgiving leftovers? Because I'm not. <laughs> that scene came up where close. So there's a scene in the book where it, like we so we did Back for Seconds by Vera Valentine and mm-hmm. uh, oh god, what's her the initials? Jail Logos. Yeah. Uh, for Patreon, um, and just brief explanation she does break a wishbone and then the leftover thanksgiving leftovers comes to um, life to clean up and fuck her real good and yeah boy she gets real dick down um <clears throat> and lick some, down like, there's some like humiliation kink for the green bean casserole it was a yeah. ride uh yeah. i she grabbed that wishbone and i was like <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh, don't <boy>. do it <laughs> Don't do it. I like. I was like, boy. Mm. Okay. I like. I don't think I'm ever going to be. I think that that is going to live rent free in my brain for the rest of my life. And I don't think I'll that's... ever be able to read about a wishbone without thinking of that. Yeah, that's what the that's what the patron who recommended the book said. She was yeah. like, it's lived rent free in my brain since I read it, and like we knew what we were getting into. We just didn't know, like the yeah. No, and I knew that I know this in general about Vera Valentine specifically. So like I'm mm. not surprised, but like I did have I did have to put down the book for a minute and be like, hmm. Hmm. Interessante. Yeah. Listener, um, that book is written in second person past tense. 
And it was one of the most interesting reading experiences I've had in a minute, like just from a, like a reader point of view. Because yeah. it was like she so, was trying to convince me I had memories I didn't have. It was wild. <laughs> it was wild. But, so then moving on to swoony things, we're going from green bean humiliation to yes. a knock, 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 knock. And Peter's outside and he brought her sesame balls for dessert because it's her favorite <sighs> dessert. And it was adorable. And then they kiss again. Yeah. <sighs> and it was, a, and he's and like, she can I get him. a kiss? Yeah. And she, he's like, can I get a kiss for all of them? each sesame ball that's in there three of them it was super cute but then sophia comes out and she's like hey your mom's looking for you so like he needs to leave but also like you need oh to boot God, holy shit because yeah. like she and her friends her besties sophia and elias are like ride or die and um they all hate peter because she hated peter but now she's yeah. like sophia's like ah, oh, oh. so i can't read about sesame balls without thinking about ember as a toddler because that was his like favorite thing from this buffet we would go to god sesame balls are so fucking good but he's like two years old and spontaneously out of nowhere he just started like doing a song and dance that he would do every single time we mentioned having a sesame ball (laughs) and it was very 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 simple because he was a toddler, but it involved him like putting his arms like like almost like he was marching and he would go like a little running man. Bow. Sesame bow. Sesame bow. And he would like do it all over the house. That's <laughs> anyway. fucking adorable. <laughs> I know. Um, there is one quote that I do need to read from this scene though, as yeah. he's leaving. Um, and it's the theme song filled the room in stereo sound. Where was I? With Peter Lee, the second of his name, the borderline annoyingly well-rounded son of James and Pam Lee, the king and queen of the Empress Garden dynasty, Peter the Great, breaker of holiday rules and visitor of mortal enemies, bearer of rare sweets, and I kissed him. And I kissed him. (laughs) So cute. This book is so fucking cute. So now we are rolling into the end because Peter gets goaded into so peter is not an adrenaline junkie and he gets goaded by some little twat waffle child Mm -hmm. who goads him into riding the most extreme vr thing and he gets motion sick and goes out to his car and falls asleep this and this is right in front of the the night of the big meeting Uh, and like So this is a fucking disaster. She does great, but, like, she feels really, really let down by him. And then to compound that, their parents have a fight over, like, a sign-up sheet and who gets Monday for some bullshit. And they're the ones who, like, cause a scene in this meeting where she's trying to encourage everyone to, like, get involved and show the landlord that, you know, everybody's interested in revitalizing them all making this work yeah so he texts her and he's like oh shit i missed the meeting i'm sorry i'm late i, on I was sleeping on top of all of this though oh, yeah she what? hears from the guy who owns the vr thing yes his boss the vr guy makes it sound like peter is only doing this because it's gonna look good on college applications and like he's gonna take all of the credit uh-huh which like on one hand, I'm like, Chloe, what the fuck? You know, you should know Peter well enough 
to know that he right. wouldn't do that. But also, like, let's be clear, she doesn't really. It's only been a month since mm-hmm. she's decided that it's been less than that since she's decided he's not her mortal enemy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he tries to like grovel and she he says, he says, listen, in hindsight, sending Chloe 13 texts that were just emojis was <gasps> a, not a great idea. But then I had to send a couple more to explain that and ask if I could come over. And so the 15th text read, I feel like I can apologize better in person. Can I come over? And her response was, I'm too busy and mad. And also our parents fought and like, you need to get your parents to come to the city council meeting because both of them were like, if the other family is going, we're not going because they're petty bitches. So he's backed into a corner. He's like, oh, my God, I have to get my parents there. I don't know how I'm going to do it. So he does successfully. His best friend, Brock, they do this whole thing where they get like food from all of the his parents' favorite local restaurants and brings it in. And he's like, hey, I talked with them and they all support us and we're going to get on some fundraising thing. And he that's how he convinces his parents to go to the council meeting. Right. Well, he like meanwhile to his car. Yeah. Meanwhile, Chloe and Hannah go to Ricky Jr.'s office, who's the guy, yeah. like, the landlord guy, and he's a no-show. He just doesn't He show hides from meeting. them in his office. Well, yeah. Well, I, like, so he, we don't know he's hiding in the office yet, and so they're trying to get information, and this really made me laugh, because Hannah gives Chloe a weird fucked-up compliment, because Hannah says, oh, yeah. I can't wear, da-. she's making friends with the admin. And he, she's like, I can't wear dangling or hoops je- jewelry because of my giraffe neck. She looked over at me. Chloe probably could. Her neck is reasonably proportioned. That was the weirdest, nicest <laughs> thing Hannah had ever said to me. I got to put I needed in my baby to put book. this in my baby book next to Chloe's first step. Chloe's first word and Chloe's first A+. Chloe's first semi compliment from Hannah, mm-hmm. and it just made me laugh. But yeah, you're right. Turns out that fucking Ricky Jr. was hiding in his office because when they get outside, his lights turn back on. What a fucking, fucking coward. coward! Yeah. So like, they leave copies of the the video they made and all that kind of thing, and they leave it for him and his dad because his dad is the person who like opened the mall to begin with, and he's the person who like really really cared about fostering community at mm-hmm. that mall and other places that he um, that he owned. So then he stops her outside of her job and he's like, I really need to talk to you, please. And she's like, well, I have to go because I'm late for Schmertelblur. And he's like, okay, I'll walk you to your car and I'll talk fast. And so he tells her, like, I didn't want to tell you this because it's fucking embarrassing, but, like, you know, I, I didn't mean to miss the meeting. She's like, yeah, you probably should have, like, thought about somebody else and, like, you know, not got caught up at the gym, like, set up, set an alarm. And he's like, wait, you thought I wasn't at the gym? I was sleeping because I had motion sickness. Also, because I'm a fucking idiot. Like, come on, man. That's not – it was so lame. Anyway. And so he's like, also, do you know why I go to the gym? She's like, no. Oh, God. I know. He says, well, I've been I've always been scrawny and I've always like been made fun of by my brother and my parents in addition to my peers. Parents. Yeah. Yeah. It made me think that maybe we need to cool it on the big old head comments that sometimes we say to Ember. But we say it about the whole family. All of us have big old heads. Anyway. um, Yeah. And so he's like. 
I just like I found out I could fix it by going to the gym and I started eating more and everything. And then he's like, and then I figured out that was like the one way that I could really differentiate myself from my brother. And I thought maybe my parents would like see I was special or something. And she's like, oh, I didn't know that. And then he says, um, she says, well, that's not the only thing that made me mad. It was also because of this, like, you're only doing it for college bullshit. And then he says, uh, can I read it? Fine. Yeah, Sabrina, sit down. You got to read the kiss. The second kiss. Are you, you're going to listen to this back. And you're going to be like, Melody was so nice that she offered to let me read half of that kiss. Because I did. I gave you the actual kiss part. Sabrina. I liked your part better. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite part. <laughs> okay, That's go so for funny. it. It's just like, anyway, this is one of the cutest, funniest romantic things like ever. So go for it. No, no, read it. Read it, read it. No, You might have the whole it. thing. I only have like two lines. You might have the whole thing. Go ahead. Oh. Well, now I feel awkward. <laughs> well, don't, you dingus. <laughs> What if I don't have? I don't have all of what he says. I have, but like the end of what he says towards, um, all the way through her not hating him anymore. Yeah, go. Now I feel awkward. Now I feel like a petulant child. (laughs) He's gonna drink an orange Julius and vomit on the VR man's shoes. You know what? You said it. I didn't. Is this is this payback? <laughs> this could be payback for a lot of things after our last recording, frankly. Um, <laughs> anyway, so he says, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I can't think of any other way to say it. I listened to my heart instead. I did it for the mall, for my parents, but especially for you. She turned to me. Her lips trembled. Really? I don't comb through dozens of boring leases for just anyone. She reached out her hand and cracked a smile. No one has ever said anything as romantic Romantic as that in my life. I intertwined my fingers in hers and followed her outside into the parking lot. She didn't hate me anymore. (laughs) That's the best. Oh, my God. If somebody read through a ton of leases for me. I mean. That's that's a ro- that's a big romance. That's a big romance. Yeah, because you so, can bet I would have ended up missing shit because I would have herbs the fuck out of those leases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, or boy. your brain might brain might start bleeding. Anyway, <laughs> so they see that the um they see an announcement that the even though they tried to get a hold of the landlord, the mall is officially going to close on January fifteenth. That's the current plan, and so. To wrap up the whole thing, we are going to skip to the day, the December 23rd, when mm-hmm. the city hall meeting is in the afternoon and then the banquet is in the evening. Yes. So this is when she gets her parents and then um, he gets his parents to the space at the same time to meet up with those fellow business owners and church that were also swindled mm-hmm. by this Joe character. And it it feels like they say it's very cathartic and it feels really good. And she says, I've I've documented all of this. And if they ever do find Uncle Joe, I have our story ready. And then they go into the city council meeting and oh, my gosh, it 
turns out they're at the very, 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 very end of the agenda. Mm-hmm. And Hannah gets stuck at a deposition. And so she says she can't come. Hannah is the one who's supposed yeah. to do all of the speaking. Well, yeah, and so she's the legal person. Yeah. And so Chloe is faced with this decision of do I stay to save my parents' livelihood or do I choose myself for sort of the first time in my life and dip out to go to this banquet where I might be awarded? Like she has to give a speech at this thing in order to like do all of the qualifications to win the award. Yeah. So she finally ends up being like, nope, I've got to the mall and my parents are more important. Mm-hmm. And so a bunch of people that we've seen in the book before get up and speak. Her mom is hilarious because she keeps thinking that everybody's like talking to her and asking her opinion and giving her accolades every time they reference Miss Kwan. But really, everyone's always talking about Chloe. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's really cute. <laughs> so then Chloe goes up there and it's sort of the the council meeting version of somebody being like, like I have, I have all of these notes, but look up. I'm just gonna speak with my speak heart. My heart. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so like it's a super long speech, but like yeah. the, at the very beginning, she starts it off when she starts speaking from her heart, and she's like, "Today I was supposed to be at an award ceremony hosted by the prestigious National Art Council Junior Arts Foundation." That's why I'm dressed up today. But I had to make an unbearable decision to choose between two things I love the most, my parents and my art. And it's a very long speech. It's beautiful. She talks about the mall community. She talks about all of their ideas. She talks about how much it means to everybody in the community. And And like... Look at what we can do. Like, this doesn't right. have to end like this. Like, what the fuck? And then she and she finally, at the very end of it, um, she finds Ricky Jr. in the audience mm-hmm. and says directly for him, to him, we have so many great ideas for the mall. Some are easier to implement than others, but the community is willing to work together to make things happen. Please give us a chance to save Riverwood. And he's looking all awkward, and then mm-hmm. he, like, nods. Yeah, and so she's like, I don't know what the hell that means. So then the city council person is like, okay, well, we're going we're gonna to wrap up, and we're going to do blah, blah, blah. And then an old man is like, I would love to speak really quick. And they were like, oh, yeah, we would love to have you speak, Ricky Sr. or whatever. And so... He's like, I got to watch a video that Chloe made, and it really reminded me of all the awesome things. And just for the record, everybody, I don't know if anybody knows this, but I'm still technically one of the owners because I haven't yet signed them all over to my skeezy son yet. So I'm part of this decision making, too, basically. And he's like, these sexy old ladies invited me to walk with them and I'm very stoked about that mm-hmm. <laughs> like all this stuff and he's like basically being like it's a green light we're gonna talk about how to do this in January and the council people are like yeah absolutely because we're staying this we're tabling this for 180 days and then at the at the end of 180 days we'll like regroup if the landlord still wants to proceed 
Mm-hmm. So it's overall a giant win. And and we haven't told them, oopsie, Sabrina, we haven't told them that the, the picture specifically that she chose of him and then she added to was him at the restaurant. And so uh-huh. she's added pictures to that portfolio that's all about the, the small mall. businesses in the mall. Mm-hmm. And so then her best friend, her GBF, comes over and he's like, don't be mad at me, but... I filmed the whole thing and I sent it to your mentor and she's going to live stream your speech at the awards banquet. And he's, In place she's of your like, speech. Yeah. And she's like, what? And he's like, yeah, they're going to do the whole thing. And it's so cool because like all of her photos are on, on one screen and then her speaking is on another. And just like the way those two things mm-hmm. Uh, like the conversation that was like a perfect that way that to God. match that it was beautiful it's there was so also gorgeous. a moment that really like i don't have older siblings but like mm. it really chloe had a self-realization of mm. the difference be differences between her and her sister yeah because she realized that i gave up this thing I did not go to this banquet that could have changed my life in order to stay here and fight, but she stayed back for that deposition thing. And she went to the deposition. And not only that, she chose the first time either. Right. She chose work over. Like we're just really, really different. Like she sent me all this stuff and beforehand, but like I wouldn't have done that. I didn't do that. And like that was really. It was nice to see Chloe recognize that, like, and to be frank, like, to be fair, I can understand where Hannah's coming from in some ways as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, like, it was nice seeing Chloe acknowledge that, like, I have things to offer. Yes. Because she's always been saying, like, I'm the disappointment daughter. Mm -hmm. She's the one who's academic and she's the one who's, like, you know, going to be a lawyer and all the business. And I'm the failure artsy one. And so see, yeah, seeing her at the end being like, no, I like I am a good, you know, contributing member of the family and maybe in a way that's more important than Hannah sometimes. Mm -hmm. So So then at the end of this, Mm -hmm. Peter basically manipulates everything to where he's the one driving her to wherever they're going after the fact. But instead of driving her anywhere, they have a cute, like, swoosh. Okay, so this is, like, one of the cutest things in the whole world. Earlier Mm -hmm. in the book, she said she doesn't really like flowers. She prefers balloons. And so Mm -hmm. she gets in his car, and he's like, oh, wait, I have something for you. And he goes and opens the trunk, and it's, like, explosion of balloons. A balloon bouquet. And he's like, these are for you since you hate flowers. And she's like, I don't don't hate flowers. But okay, that's fine. That's fine. And he's like, oh, man, wait, hang on. Let me put these back in the trunk. They're I'm overwhelmed. They're they're stressing me out. And I was like, that's a mood. And so Mm -hmm. he like wrestles them back into the trunk and then gets in the car and is like, well, what do you want to do? Where do we want to go? And she's like, I had, and they're like talking things out. And he's like, well, in the meantime, we finally have some time to our, no, she says that she oh, says, yeah, she like, says regardless that. of where we're going to go, it looks like we have a few minutes to ourselves. And then she lets go of his <gasps> hand and trails a 
finger down his chest moving I south. Mean. And then like he cups her face and gives her a smooch. And like And then they're going for buttons and zippers of coats. And, and then, then he's putting it, the seat back. And then yeah. she's clamoring over the middle part. And I was and like, I shouldn't be out. here. Like, end of yeah. end of chapter. But oh, like, like I thank would, goodness. Let's let let's just re, let's just like re rehash. Okay, we've had one yes. one kiss in the alley. Yeah. We've had a second kiss at Thanksgiving. At Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. We've we've had a couple of hand brushes. A thigh brush. Was there a third kiss? Just the two? I think there I might think there have was been a... just the two? Regardless, there's been less that I can count the number of kisses that they have had on one hand. They go from Bold. zero to coats open makeout. And she's I... straddling him, right? Like she has yeah! to be, right? There's no way that she's not straddling him. She's at least sitting on his shit. lap side saddle. Bold. I bold uh, these two. Never. And like (laughs) wow. I was into it. I was into it. Oh yeah, it was fucking adorable. And then the end. Zero to at least second base, I'm thinking. Because like coats open, you're grabbing a tit. There's definitely tit tit touches, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, so, none of my business, frankly. Yeah, frankly, none of my business. I'm yeah. not interested. But they're adorable. The epilogue, Congratulations. Yes, great job, you two. You know, mm-hmm. grab those tits in peace. Um, and then the epilogue is 180 days later, and, like, the mall is a brand new fucking place. These old people, Sabrina, two of my favorite are worlds are fucking colliding. Babies to these fit. And, and to parents? offer child care to tired parents who yeah. want to like maybe go sleep in their vans. <laughs> oh my god! They're just carrying I... around fucking babies in carriers. Speed walking these babies. God damn it! I just—it's the cutest uh, thing I've ever heard oh, in my it's fucking, a fucking life. Adorable. Why isn't this a national program that's in every town? Like, like why? Do you, honestly, you don't. You don't. You don't need to wear a weighted best in order to no. get your exercise in just put a kid a on there babies on there yeah i did this have a like, moment though when i was thinking about it though i was like you would have to have a baby on the front and the back just for like balance purposes though because like now i'm now, imagining uh, these old people like tumbling now. forward not these old people but there would be old people who would tumble yeah you'd have to be a really fit old person but this is like those brilliant places where they are a nursing home and a preschool at the same time like those places are so incredible and there's not enough of them. You haven't seen I've those? Never heard of that. They are so fucking cool. It's basically like a crash that is part like an offshoot of a nursing home. And so the babies, like the kids and the older folks get a ton of interaction together. That's and like it's so it's so good for both of them, frankly, I love both that. groups. I know. God damn it. Person, man. I know. I need to spend more time in our local nursing home. Yeah. I need to. Anyway. Okay. Wow, this book. The last adorable thing, though, that I just have to share is he. Oh, yeah. I like you a lot, Chloe Kwan. He whispered, (gasps) as much as you like spicy pork, way more than I like spicy pork. Or I'm sorry, way more than I love spicy pork. And I was like, Yeah. That's a that's a phrase. Yeah. That's a love word. 
That's a declaration of love. Uh, is what and that it is. Was, it was just adorable. Like, hard recommend this book. This book was like, it was such a fucking delight. Like, even and like we weren't even able stuff, to. Yeah. Like, and we and weren't even so able to go into didn't touch. Yeah, a bunch of like the side characters who are amazing. Like, her two best friends are incredible. It's it's so this I, book is so good. Hard recommend. The character named Jeremy, spelled with a C H. I am of so on funniest team things. Chloe. On this one, Team Chloe. Both of her friends are obsessed with this kid called Ch- Jeremy, which is pronounced Jeremy, but but spelled Jeremy. And Chloe just on principle cannot with this guy, and like can't just like can't wrap her brain it, around it, and so can't interact I with this human. I was laughing. I was laughing about it from start to finish. Every Man, fucking time I was, it came up, I was baffled. <laughs> but like like, for real all in all and like okay so like to be clear like no spice so like if you have kiddos i don't know what you would consider a kiddo like but like it's the most pure beautiful book i love this adorable like it was also big swoons it had this 36 year old heart racing i was swooning (laughs) wow oh boy like it was just it was just really good it was like about you know these kids learning to like stand up for themselves, learning to advocate for themselves, and advocate for their community. It was like fucking grassroots organization. There was was nothing about this book that I didn't like. Yeah, same, same. Hard recommend the Christmas Clash by Suzanne Park. Hell yeah. yeah. Also, you know, get out there and start your small business called Insert Your Name. Christmas cunt punch extravaganza. <laughs> Just get out there is all I'm saying. This is anyway not a heaving bosoms endorsed. Uh, Christmas. Um, Sabrina, what is your lady love? <laughs> it's not the Christmas cunt punch extravaganza. <laughs> I can tell you that. Um, my lady love. Uh-huh. <laughs> get ready for this melody. Okay. Uh oh. I've been getting messages from multiple HBs. No. No, stop it. No. When they see rotisserie chickens. Yes. <laughs> I, it makes me, okay, so Mel and I talked about our feral eating habits uh-huh. on Patreon, and I essentially One talked thing about- we have in common is rotisserie chickens. And, like, I regularly sit in my car like a fucking gremlin, and I have lots mm-hmm. of store, embarrassing stories about, like- devouring rotisserie chickens while being blatantly stared at by people without realizing they're watching me and i that is correct because i fucking love a rotisserie chicken Mm -hmm. and it has turned into a thing (laughs) where i am now known for rotisserie chickens i've been getting sent i get sent memes oh my god i get sent pictures of rotisserie chickens at the store, I did almost piss my pants when HB Mary sent me a picture <gasps> from Mexico and yeah. it had the dollar symbol in front of uh-huh. 118 before what? I realized that, that is not it's pesos. US dollars. <laughs> yeah. That is pesos. Because I was like, wow, Mary, don't do that, it. Is that like wag you rotisserie? Like, what the f- Fuck. Well, Mary's not going to do it anyway. Mary's a vegetarian. Yeah, I know. I know. But like, but like, I just want to, like, that is my lady love. It is that I am now 
<laughs> known <laughs> as the rotisserie chicken lady. And I get messages about people's experiences with rotisserie chicken. I love it. It's the it. best thing that's ever happened to me. I love it. Oh, my wow. gosh. Well, oh, mine's boy. lame in comparison to that. Uh-huh. Mine is just like, get a haircut and maybe spend the day in the library. Because, uh, wow. The other day, um, we had we had to, like, have our electrical worked on. And so all day the house is going to be without power. So I scheduled a haircut in the morning. And then I, like, did all of my editing and everything at the library afterwards. Um, Michael and I met up for, like... A married person lunch date and that was really fun and fresh and like that just made me cutest thing I've ever done in my life I know we went to and it was so fun and so like and since then I've just been like hopping and skipping through the world and so I don't know if you've been cooped up in your house for a while, either because that's the way you like things, you know, like some people <laughs> who are on this podcast right now. Um, <laughs> that feels pointed as fuck. <laughs> to me, <laughs> to me, Melody. <laughs> um, then At both maybe, of us, I yeah, literally fair. in this episode still- made the comment that I feel seen by the statement. I was perfectly content in my non-risk-taking <laughs> hermitude. So like, yeah, but you still have to go to the office multiple days a week, and I know true. that becomes its own routine. But like, I could literally not leave my house. That's because true. Michael does the grocery shopping. You know, like uh, I could I literally mean, not leave my house. I, I yeah, no, I feel. Girl, I don't have a Michael to do my grocery shopping. I know. But I do get Listen, my groceries delivered my once a week nowadays because ah. I, uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh, so, uh-huh. like, I feel you. Moving on. Anyway, just break up your routine sometimes. Like, go work at a um, a library. Go work at a Barnes & Noble. You know, get get yourself to a coffee shop somewhere and get on that free Wi-Fi. Ooh, it was right. fun. Uh, I'm going to say let's end this episode because uh, keep – Keep being a badass and love yourself as much as I love uh, saving Melody's voice because I did just hear that like, huh. Uh, huh. The, interesting at one point. So that's my lady. My that's my keeping a badass and love yourself yeah. as much as we love Melody not losing her voice again. Love yourself as much as you love Rudolph not kicking me in the throat. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Do okay, not goodbye. fucking rewrite history. <laughs> It's not a throat punch. This is you. You were nut and cut punching an hour and a half ago, Melody fucking Carlisle. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh shit. Heaving Bosoms is produced by us, Melody Carlisle and Sabrina Bradley. Editing is done by Melody Carlisle. Our theme music is by the incredible singer-songwriter Brittany Fonts, and our art is by ultra-talented author Kate Pryor. If you like our show, remember to follow us on your favorite podcast app, rate us five stars, leave a nice review, and of course, tell all your friends about us, even if they don't read romance. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at heavingbosomspodcast at gmail.com. 
If you want more of us, visit patreon.com slash heaving bosoms podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at heaving bosoms, on TikTok at heaving underscore bosoms, and in our Facebook group, the Heaving Bosoms Geriatric Friendship Cult. Head over to our website to sign up for our newsletter, get our reading embrace printable, and check out my audiobooks at heavingbosoms.com. All right, we'll be back next week with more swoons and snark. See you then. Okay. I think, I think we found it. I think we found our groove.